WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. From the high-flying rides and live entertainment to thousands of exhibits and a different kind of food at just about every corner, the Berrien County Youth Fair has a little something for everyone this week. On Kids Day yesterday, the giggles and shouts of excited kids echoed through the fairgrounds, which included three circus shows by a Circus Continental. Festivities continue through Saturday with axe throwing, cow milking demonstrations, the Ag Olympics, a fruit pie competition, and much more throughout the weekend. Grandstand performances include country music star Granger Smith tonight at 7 p.m., as well as a demolition derby tomorrow and then and also on Friday, and then a rodeo to close out Saturday. Tickets for the Berrien County Youth Fair and for the grandstand performances can be bought on site or at the fair's website. As a new school year is about to begin, doctors are voicing concern about low vaccination rates, including for polio. Henry Ford Hospital's Dr. Dennis Cunningham says Michigan is is below 70% compliance for the polio vaccine, and that makes him nervous. If there was a case of polio in Michigan, it could really spread quite quickly. That's really my biggest concern. But you could say the same thing's true with chicken pox, measles, mumps, whooping cough, any of them. But with that case of polio, I think that's really in the front of my mind. Cunningham says, while a lot of routine health care was disrupted by the COVID pandemic, offices are back open and parents should be setting up appointments for their kids' vaccines. He says over the years there have been outbreaks in various states with measles, mumps, and whooping cough. A Niles man is dead following a shooting on Tuesday. The Niles Police Department says officers were called to the area of North 7th Street and Ferry Street around 12.15 a.m. and a report of shots fired. They found the victim, 36-year-old Ferries Maxwell, on the sidewalk with a gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at Spectrum Health Wakeland Medical Center in Niles. Witnesses reported three people were seen running from the scene after the shooting. Police are looking for those three people. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Niles Police Department. The Berrien County Health Department will host some free Narcan training sessions this month. Narcan is a nasal spray that can save the life of someone having an opioid overdose. The Health Department's Lisa Peoples-Hurst tells us anyone can administer Narcan. It is a nasal spray, and so each kit has some other referral and resource information in it because after someone may administer or save someone's life using the Narcan, it's like, what do you do now? We think that life is so valuable that we want to save it, but we do want to think about how we can further assist this person PeopleSearch says Narcan is so effective that if someone is ODing, it totally shuts down the brain receptors taking in the substance they've used. The Narcan training sessions will be August 30th and 31st. The sessions on the 30th will be in Benton Harbor, while the sessions on August 31st will be in Niles. They'll only take 15 minutes per person because the training is done drive through style. Registration is required, and we'll have a link to, do, to sign up at our website. A Van Buren County man is in custody after drunkenly leading police on a chase through Antwerp Township on Tuesday. Van Buren County Sheriff Dan Abbott reports about 2.15 a.m. deputies attempted to stop a vehicle for suspected drunk driving on Radar Highway near Matawan. That's when the driver, 37-year-old Christopher Miller, took off. After reaching speeds over 75 miles an hour, the vehicle came to a stop more than six miles later north of the Pawpaw River. Miller fled on foot into the woods, but he was eventually tracked down by a canine. 
He was uh, treated at a local hospital for injuries sustained in the chase. He was lodged for fleeing and eluding, having an open intoxicant in the vehicle, drunk driving, and outstanding warrants. This Friday and Saturday will bring the Michigan Maritime Museum's Great Lakes Stewardship Weekend. The museum's Ashley Deming tells us will have fun activities for the kids to teach them about protecting and respecting the Great Lakes. Friday will feature a beach cleanup, while Saturday will feature the rain gutter regatta. With recyclable materials and uh, water bottles and straws and old cereal boxes, things like that, kids' families are able to create a little sailboat, and then we're going to be able to race those in a rain gutter. So it's just kind of a lot of fun. It's an open event that's one to three. The event's free with museum admission. Friday's beach cleanup will lead participants to a local beach where they'll pick up trash. Then they'll head back to the South Haven Museum and make art out of items they've collected with the help of the South Haven Center for the Arts. The event will take place from 10 to 12 on uh, Friday. Deming says the museum wants to teach kids about protecting the Great Lakes so it becomes a lifelong habit. A drive sober or get pulled over campaign is underway with the Berrien County Sheriff's Department and local police agencies watching out for impaired drivers as the summer winds down. The Sheriff's Department is taking part in the enforcement period through September 5th. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey says, quote, no matter what the substance is, if it has impaired you, you should not be driving. He asks everyone who will be drinking to arrange for a ride. In 2021, Michigan had 9,557 alcohol-involved crashes with 357 people killed. It also had just under 3,000 drug-related crashes. Sheriff Bailey uh, urges everyone who's going to be drinking to arrange for a ride over Labor Day weekend and all other times. Sales went up at stores around Michigan last month, according to the July Retail Index Survey. Andrea Bightley with the Michigan Retailers Association says the numbers are encouraging. Michigan retailers um, have reported that their July sales are better than their June sales. We're seeing about 59% of Michigan retailers reporting a sales increase over June. Bightley says the index survey came in at 54.3, up from June's 50.7. Anything above 50 generally indicates positive activity. She says 31% of retailers do predict a drop in sales in the next 90 days, though, with inflation and staffing issues. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Republican Harriet Hageman will likely replace Liz Cheney in the state of Wyoming's lone seat in the U.S. House of Representatives after Hageman won Tuesday's primary. ABC's Avery Harper explains how Cheney, the vice chair of the January 6th committee and one of 10 Republicans who voted in favor of Donald Trump's second impeachment, lost her seat in Congress. This is a state that uh, is with former President Trump through and through. This is a state where he won by his widest margin in 2020, about 44 uh, percent. And so uh, voters there uh, had his back and uh, chose his uh, pick to replace uh, Liz Cheney. So we uh, know that uh, Harriet Hageman, who uh, is a 2020 election denier, uh, that she is on the brink of uh, heading to Washington uh, to replace Liz Cheney. Now that Liz Cheney's lost in Wyoming's primary to a Trump-backed candidate, what will she do? We're getting a clue as to what might be next. More from maybe sees Alex Stone in Jackson, Wyoming. Cheney is leaving the door open to running for president herself. But in the meantime, her spokesperson confirms to ABC News that Cheney plans to create an anti-Trump group to take him on for his potential 2024 run for president. 
Her campaign says it will be an organization to educate the American people about what it calls a threat to our republic and to unify opposition to Trump. Cheney has millions of political dollars in the bank ready to go. Alex Stone, ABC News, Jackson, Wyoming. Threats against the judge who approved the search warrant for former President Donald Trump's Florida resorts are the latest sign of a judiciary branch in the political crosshairs. Legal experts say it's a worrying sign for the rule of law and the future of the country. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt has been targeted online by Trump supporters who published his address and unleashed anti-Semitic vitriol against him. Judicial groups say the situation shows Congress must approve legislation providing greater protection for judges in today's environment. Following a federal warning of increasing threats of acts of violence against the FBI and law enforcement following the FBI search of Trump's home in Florida, his former vice president, Mike Pence, is calling for calm. Pence broke his silence today while headlining the Politics and Eggs political forum in New Hampshire. More from ABC's Justin Finch. The former vice president says the attorney general and Justice Department should be held accountable as the probe into the alleged mishandling of highly classified material seized from Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate continues. But Pence urging Republicans to support law enforcement rank and file. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Federal judge in Cleveland has awarded $650 million in damages to two Ohio counties that sued pharmacy chains CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart, saying their opioid distribution policies created a public nuisance. U.S. District Judge Dan Polster released the award amounts in a ruling issued today. A jury returned in November and ruled in favor of Lake and Trumbull counties outside of Cleveland after a six-week trial. Polster then conducted a hearing to determine how much the county should receive. The damage awards are meant to help the counties abate a continuing opioid crisis. Their attorneys before trial said it would take $1 billion each for the counties to abate the crisis. There's been a scathing review of how the CDC handled COVID-19 From the CDC, more from Derek Dennis. A fact sheet outlining the internal review obtained by ABC News and confirmed by the CDC says roughly 120 CDC staff and key stakeholders were interviewed and found that it takes too long for the CDC to publish its data and science for decision making, that its guidance is confusing and overwhelming, and that agency staff turnover during the COVID response created gaps and other challenges. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky ordered the review in April after criticism over flip-flop and confusing messages. The review offers a series of changes to revamp the agency and make it more nimble. Derek Dennis, ABC News. An anti-immigration group has scored a legal victory in its federal lawsuit arguing the Biden administration violated environmental law when it halted construction of the U.S. southern border wall and sought to undo other immigration policies of former President Donald Trump. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. ruled last week a lawsuit brought by the Massachusetts Coalition for Immigration Reform against three federal agencies can proceed at least in part. The coalition argues the Biden administration failed to conduct environmental impact studies when it paused construction of the wall. Rudolph Giuliani appeared today before an investigative panel in Georgia. ABC's Aaron Katursky tells us Giuliani is the highest profile member of former Trump's inner circle to uh, testify about the 2020 election. I'll give you one answer. I didn't Rudy Giuliani arrived in Atlanta to testify before a special grand jury investigating the effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia. Giuliani was informed he is a target of that investigation, meaning he could be charged. It's thought then he would invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, and he has signaled he would also invoke attorney client privilege if asked questions about former President Trump. 
Giuliani mimicked Trump's false claims about the election and told Georgia lawmakers he had evidence of fraud, though none ever materialized. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. And a yearly look at the state of children in America finds a troubling rise in the incidence of anxiety and depression among kids, not surprisingly. The 2022 Kids Count data book finds that in the last six years, one and a half million more children have been diagnosed with mental health issues. But even around that dark cloud, says ABC's Jim Ryan, maybe a bit of a silver lining. The 26 percent national rise in the number of kids aged 3 to 17 expressing anxiety or depression since 2016 could mean that more children are willing to talk about mental health and more adults are willing to listen. Parents are scared, says Stacy Zawolski of Mental Health Advocates of Western New York. We see some pretty drastic behaviors with younger and younger kids. Despite the increases, some states, Illinois, Louisiana and Nevada, among among them have seen a decline in the number of kids facing depression or anxiety. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.